everybody on the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We certainly appreciate you being here. Quite the weekend when it comes to Wisconsin sports, huh? Packers get a win, and it was ugly, but it's a win. You're still 3-1. and one. As bad as things were, you're still 3-1. and one. Now, does it cover up the blemishes? No. No, not my world. But uh, you're 3-1. and one. And uh, there were some good aspects of that game yesterday you have to talk about. We'll get into that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the Brewers, uh, it's just sad uh, that uh, we're we've said it for a while now. We're just kind of watching the disintegration of this thing as the season winds down. Two games under it, just uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. And then, obviously, the firing of Paul Chris, the Wisconsin Badgers. Chris McIntosh, the athletic director, makes a change and uh, wants to stop the bleeding, if you will. Jim Leonard, the interim head coach, uh, we'll see if he gets the interim tag pulled off eventually or if the program decides to go in another direction. But Jim Leonard getting an opportunity. We're going to hear from both coming up here in just a little bit. Um, in the meantime, I, I want to go back to what Kevin had asked just before the top of the hour, okay? And, and Mike, hang in there. I know you're on hold. I'll get to you. I promise. But he asked some really interesting questions, and one of the questions was, you got to look with inside yourself now if you're the program and if you're an alumni and supporter, what do you want to be, okay? And what what are you happy with, all right? So here's, the, here, here's what I meant by it is you, you cannot have them, those, those thoughts have to be on the same track. Outwardly, Chris McIntosh and everybody in that in that room will say, ultimately, we want a championship. It starts with winning the West, then the Big Ten, and then winning a national title. That's what we want. That's what our goal is. You know what? That's what everybody's goal is. That's what every team that walks into a locker room says. Right? You're not there to say, yeah, you know, I hope we get six wins and, and everybody learns something. No. Not in the world of college athletics, and specifically not in the world of football. When you're in the Big Ten, unless you, of course, you look yourself, you know, you look your uh, alumni in the eye and you say, you know what we're in it for? The money. The money. You're not going to do that either, right? So outwardly, we want to win the West. We want to win the Big Ten. We want to continue to grow the program. We want a national title. Outwardly, that's what you say. Inwardly, actions speak louder than words. What? Are you striving for? Matt LaPay alluded to it. There is Wisconsin, Penn State, Michigan State, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska. They're all that level. And then there's Ohio State, Michigan, not far behind. Are you striving for that? Are you going to compete with that? That's a state school. It's not like it's not. What makes Ohio State Ohio State? Now you got to think, don't you? It's a state school. What makes Ohio State Ohio State? Tradition? Wisconsin's got tradition. Ah, winning. Winning. Five-star recruit, two-star recruit, three-star recruit, four-star recruit. We got them all. Ohio State's got that tradition of winning. Do they got money? Yeah, they got money. Why? They're a state school. They're in the middle of Columbus, Ohio. 
Okay. So what? Are you just making excuses? At some point, you get, what comes first? The five-star recruits or the winning? You win a title, you get more recruits. You are going to have to overwork what Ohio State is doing if you want to ever get to that echelon. What I, and, and that's I, I always ask people, look, I, I'm from there. I get it. Their tradition, their 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 tailgates, their their people, their fans, they're no different than, than Wisconsin fans. They're ardent and passionate and, and and they live and die for that. Many people in this area do, but you live and die for it when you have success. The fans demand the program is here. I think Wisconsinites have gotten to the point where you go, eh, we're never going to get there. It's Ohio State. Ah. So we don't demand it. I think you got to demand it. Right? Ben, am I wrong on this? I don't think so necessarily. I think there are building blocks there. You can't just jump up. And yes, you could have that goal, and you'll talk about that as your goal. But there are many things this program and this team has to improve upon before you can even consider that. There also is the fact that the Big Ten West won't exist in two to three years. So whatever improvements you make, because the playoff is going to expand, there won't be the Mm -hmm. West. So you could get into the playoff, but still not be there for Big Ten titles. You have to ask, are the improvements we're making really getting us into that echelon four to five years down the road? I don't want to get ahead of the skis here and say, oh, this coach has to come in and bring the program up to compete with Ohio State. I think first you need they need to look inward and say, we haven't invested enough in recruiting. We might need to start, like we use NIL for talent retention. We might need to start using it for talent acquisition as time right. goes on in the portal, in recruiting. and Exactly. Exactly. You are 100% correct. And I don't even know if you were going in that direction or not. What you have to do is where the actions and the rubber meets the road versus the lip service is you got to say, not only are we going to be Ohio State, we are going to try to beat them at their game. We have to invest. You're making all this money. You have to invest more than what they are in being able to say, we have to catch up with them. That's what we, it's like having credit card debt. You can make the minimum payment, but the balance gets bigger every month if you're only making the minimum, right? So you find yourself deeper and deeper in the hole. You can spend equal or do just what's necessity of you, what's expected of you, but what you need to do is more of what's expected of you. you got to close the gap, and you're not going to close it in a year or two or four. You're going to close it in a matter of ten. And, and I'm talking about talent acquisition. You're going to have to come up bigger NIL. You're going to have to put more resources into recruiting. You've got to have the right staff in place that once you get those recruits, you've got the right people, the right culture, the right capability in that group to be able to not only school them, but to bring them on as athletes and make them better. So you that you have to be confident in. But you have to if, – if, if, if you're telling people – we want to win a championship. And then staying the same, you are a liar. Because it's not working. 
What you have to do is be better than what you are and be better at them at what they're doing to close the gap. Ohio State didn't start out being Ohio State. Alabama didn't start out being Alabama. Alabama was there under Bear Bryant. They went through many years of the downturn, and then they got Nick Saban. They weren't that. They weren't Alabama until Nick Saban came back. And people think Alabama has been this, this massive monster for years. Miami used to be the massive monster. And then Jimmy Johnson left. They had some success. And now they're just Miami. But Miami had tradition, and it was the U. It's only the U, and it's only them when they're them. Why can't Wisconsin be better? All the excuses as to why they can't be. It's not why you can't be. It's why you won't be. And that that's a great point by Kevin where people have to look themselves in the mirror and say, what do we want the program to be? What are you content with and what do you what do you strive for? And are those two things on the same path? Because if they're not, then you're lying. And stop lying to people. Just say we're about the money. We're about collecting our, our profits. We're about a certain level of income. And we're about just trying to get ourselves to a bowl game. Because then Wisconsin fans can say, you know what, on Saturdays, I'll go about my business. I was there on Saturday, Bill. It was yeah. it was horrible. I couldn't even drink in the stadium to cope with it. Right? I heard you say that earlier today, which I think is also ridiculous. That's the same thing as back when the NFL used to say we can't go, we can't play in Vegas. Major League Baseball, we can't play in Vegas. In the NBA, we can't play in Vegas. Oh my God, we're we're gonna put we're gonna stand on a, mire, uh, a higher moral ground. My ass, stop, stop. All the all the goofy politicking rules and regulations of what you are. You don't mind taking money for advertising both uh, as a as a school and or as a, a you know, the Big Ten, but yet you want to say that you're going to stand on a mile, uh, higher moral ground? Come on. It's all about the money. You've proven that now. Just end it already. Quit lying to everybody. You know who all that starts with, aside from McIntosh, which is the obvious one? It starts with who they hire, and not only as head coach, but as offensive coordinator. That might be the most interesting part of this process to me. Right. Because if they keep right. Leonard around... The thing that will drive the success of this program, aside from Leonard at the top, is do they actually hire a competent offensive coach that can craft mm-hmm. a staff, can craft an offense, can bring good players in, um, someone with experience? Because the Ingram experiment that's been going on, that has not worked. And they brought him yeah. in with no experience because they wanted Caleb Williams. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that uh, any time. Well, you know, you see a guy coming out of – a pro organization, you think, uh, well, he's dealt with people at the highest level. It's going to be easy with college, and we've all seen it's not. It just isn't. Never has been. So I, I, I can, I completely get it. Just it never has been. It's never been an easy, easy transition for many. And hell, Nick Saban tried it, couldn't do it. Couldn't happen. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Uh, let's get back to it, and uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Mike. Mike, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Morning, Bill. Hey, really enjoying your program today. I, I wish there was more Badger talk uh, on the radio in this state. We don't get enough of it. <clears throat> now, you know, I've been listening to you guys for the last few minutes. I mean, it, those are all good arguments, uh, but I think the Badger program has to establish themselves, like you said, as winners. One of the things I like about Jim Leonard coming on as a head coach 
is that Wisconsin has always been, you know, the big school for walk-ons. And Jim Leonard is like the epitome of walk-ons. And, and you get, you know, you get you, to compete for these big players, big high-star players, you, know, you're, you are going against programs that, you know, have a clear chance of winning the national championship every year. But these guys who are maybe kind of overlooked good players, walk-on players, I think Jim Leonard would be great in getting them to come to Wisconsin. Listen, we can show you, you know, what you can do here. Look at me, 10 years in the NFL. I think that's one of the reasons why I think he's really great. And then, like, a second point, I think that the route for the Badgers to make it prominence in college football is through the 25-team playoff. I think they're good enough to make the 25-team playoff or may be good enough at some point soon. And if they can win a couple big games in that and even luck out and somehow, you know, get a Russell Wilson to take them all away, that would – I think that would turn things around completely. That That's all my only point. Okay. No, I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much. And uh, glad you're enjoying the Badger Chatter today. Um, I agree that you're going to have to hit on a few guys to get you there. Um, now, I want to go over to Mark on the Bud Light live stream. Mark says, this is where you're wrong. Ohio State and Michigan in the 1970s and 80s, they were three yards in a cloud of dust. Then they evolved. Wisconsin has never evolved into today's game. They are stuck in the 70s. That is why Mertz was destined to fail. Um, well, not wrong. I mean, my original statement was that Ohio State and Michigan were not Ohio State and Michigan until they were Ohio State and Michigan. You got to win. You got to win to get there. And then you become legacy. You become respected you become a higher you know georgia had herschel walker they were running all over people they were doing it with three yards in a cloud of dust they went into anonymity for a while now they're back clemson they weren't they weren't Dabo sweeney for a long time and then Dabo comes on and then next thing you know they're clemson you know texas used to be the team to beat texas then went through a lot of turmoil texas is now on the upturn I, I agree they're bigger pockets and they're larger fan bases, so to speak. But, you know, UCLA used to be an incredible program. USC, an incredible program. They're not anymore. Now they're trying to bring it back by the hire, by the reinvestment into the NIL, by the reinvestment into their scouting departments. You know, they've had success. They were on the downturn. Why is Wisconsinites, why is Wisconsin so accepting of submediocrity? To say we can't compete. Why? Why can't you compete? All I'm hearing is reasons why we're going to fail, not why we can't get better. That's Chris McIntosh's job. That's what his, I mean, you want to compete in, you, you want to run Greg Gard out of town. He gets to the tournament and fails. All of a sudden people want Greg Gard out because you expect more. Right? But yet football, it's like, eh, you know, we'll get our eight wins. We're fine with a couple of upsetting losses. We're going to whine and bitch about it. We're going to say we can't compete with Ohio State. We're going to accept wherever we end up. I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong. Go ahead, Ben. While I'll play, I'm a pessimist in this way. Um, 
all of the programs you mentioned, they do live on recruiting hotbeds across the country where mm-hmm. improvement is undeniable. Wisconsin has to get better in a lot of areas and commit more to success. Mainly, they have to hire great coaches and get this thing turned around. It's right. hard for me to look at USC and their turnaround and Ohio State and their success and think that is repeatable at Wisconsin because they're in Wisconsin. The recruiting profile is just drastically different. The access to talent is. And you have to succeed before you get that talent. I just like you look at what Lincoln Riley can do at USC. I don't think it's possible, whoever comes into Wisconsin, for them to do that that fast. So it's more of a gradual build where you reestablish identity, you hire great coaches, you recruit better, but not maybe to that level. And then like we saw in 2017 and 2019, you have great teams every couple years. Maybe I'm a pessimist, but that's how I view it. I, um, something you hit on was they are hotbeds for recruiting. Um, and, and that's something that can be addressed in a whole different facet because, um, you see football and I'm getting a a different glimpse of it now because, you know, Kristen and I have been together for a few years and I'm getting a chance to see like peewee level football. And the coaching for peewee level football and the parent involvement in peewee level football, it starts there and works its way up. And the programs in the state of Wisconsin, the coaching in the state of Wisconsin, um, when you look at the national rankings and you start to look at some of these teams in the in the states that you discuss, you look at, uh, you know, uh, uh, Louisville, uh, God, Louisville Trinity and you, what they have there and starting to become a powerhouse in that area, and suddenly they're starting to get more and more kids out of Louisville Trinity from the University of Kentucky. You look at what goes on down in Alabama. You look at what goes on in Texas. That's big-time football down there. And I we don't look at it the same here. And maybe that's where some of this starts. I agree. Look, it's it's you got to be able to set up recruiting trails all throughout the country, and you got to have pipelines and such into recruiting in different areas. And sometimes you have to accept uh, not the five star and the four star. You got to get the best of the three stars, and you got to get them to come here, coach them up, elevate them, and get them to believe that they can be five stars as well, and then push them into a situation that they can be successful. And and then the three stars can prove something to the five stars that they can compete on the same level and the same ranking system and be better than them with the right scenario and circumstance around them. Sometimes it's about just building the program and, and trying to then get better and better and better. I agree with you that it might not be the hotbed of recruiting as, say, uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, Florida, Southern Cal, all those places are. Uh, understandable. But we can't just say, okay. And, and, and that seems to be the train of thought. I think the... Th- for success to have to happen, you have to not accept sub-mediocrity, mediocrity, or just better than. You know, the old adage is, uh, you know, Vince Lombardi, we are chasing perfection, and along the way we're going to catch excellence. That has to be the mantra for Wisconsin. We have to be better. We got to be better than the Ohio States. We got to out Ohio State, Ohio State. If that's your goal, you got to out Ohio State. And, and I think that's, that has to be the mentality moving forward. I guarantee Jim Leonard in the NFL didn't look at it and go, well, I can only be so good because I came from Wisconsin. That's why you hope some of that mentality rubs off to the guys around him now that he's the head coach. 
877-867-1670. I'm woefully late for a break. Let's step away. We'll be back right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program, the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board today. A, uh, a tough day after a rough weekend. Uh, Packers uh, get by. It's a win. You take it, but uh, not the, the the style points you were kind of hoping for. In addition to that, uh, the Brewers had an off weekend, and then you've got uh, Matt LePay uh, on the line to talk about what happened out at Camp Randall and the fact that uh, the Wisconsin Badgers have decided to go in a different direction after Paul Chris. Matt now joining us on the hotline. Matt, how you been, buddy? Good, Bill. You've been a long time. How you doing, man? I am doing. Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a lot to talk to uh, talk about when it comes to the world of sports. But it's a tough day anytime you've got somebody that has really given their heart and soul to a program, no matter whether it's pro or college. But uh, when they when they lose their job, and I like Paul Christ. I don't know what the message was, or whether it was stale or what have you. I, I just you tell me what led up to this. Yeah, it's hard to. I've, I've told people this, Billy. It's hard for me to to read the mind of of, of Chris McIntosh. Just, but knowing Mac from his playing days, and certainly knowing him as a senior staffer in the last fifteen months as the athletics director, you know he he's methodical in his decisions. He's you know much like his predecessor in that regard. You gather the information that you have, you make a decision, you move forward, and then. Uh, it just seems to me, and I couldn't tell you all the specifics, but the importance of football to this athletic department and most across the country, if you see slippage, you see yourself hitting into a danger zone, if that's what your belief is, then you make a change. And it's very un-Wisconsin-like to make it in the middle of the season, but it seems clear that, that Mac looks at it that the risk is greater in letting it ride through the rest of the season than it would be to making a move, particularly when there is someone on the staff who they feel very strongly about uh, and who is, they think can be the guy that can at least guide them through the rest of this season and Jim Leonard. And then who knows, uh, you know, hopefully for, for many years to come, but first things first, they feel great about having someone like Jim on the staff and maybe they could slow down what they see as a as a unfortunate trend with this team not playing very good football recruiting uh, if you depend on certain services uh, it, it, it seems to be a little bit of slippage so worst case scenario for this program or most is to have football take a dive and if they feel like that's in danger then this is the move that they made. Let's talk about Jim Leonard a minute. Obviously, his defenses, and I, I thought uh, Kirk Herbstreet in the game against Ohio State had said it over and over again that his defenses have been in the top five pretty much since he had taken over, and we have seen some slippage in that area. Now my question is, Jim Leonard goes from being a defensive coordinator to the head coach. Uh, do, give me your thoughts on Jim and now wrapping his armors around an entire program rather than a defense. Well, he's a, he is a wicked smart guy. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, you don't, I mean, he obviously was very athletic. You can't play in the league without the athletic ability, but, you know, 
10 years in the NFL, uh, walk on to an All-American here, undrafted to a respected 10-year vet in the NFL. You don't do that without having an incredible football acumen, which he, which he has. We're all kind of curious as to how this will work on a game day. You know, does he, how much of a hand does he still have in the defense? Does he still coordinate it? Is there more delegating that goes on? How that works moving forward remains to be seen. But I, I do think, Bill, I mean, all these guys involved are the principals I've known since their playing days, and I, and I have them all in very high regard, uh, both professionally and personally. But I think Jim is a guy whose makeup, his ability to relate to today's players, um, he just he has a way about him that I think is really, really enticing. There's a reason why he's been a popular target of Blue Blood programs, um, obviously, the Green Bay Packers uh, were very, very interested in him being the defensive coordinator not that long ago. Um, I think he is an incredibly smart, well-rounded guy who, in my opinion, has the chops to handle what there is to handle as a head coach as far as the outside stuff. He's good with people, good with the media, all of that, and however much you want to put on that and how important that is. Um, to me, he has a really, really intriguing and promising makeup. Hasn't done this before, so you know you can't say for sure, but I like his chances of being really good at this. Um, here's almost an unanswerable question, but I want to ask it anyway. Does this move get made if Jim Leonard is not on staff? I think, Billy, it be, it's, I don't want to say easier to make, but it's more manageable to make if, if they, mm -hmm. I, I have to think, and I'm, and it's always dangerous to try to read someone's mind here, but if Chris McIntosh didn't believe there was someone on board right now who could handle choppy waters like this, then maybe it's a move you're more hesitant to make. Uh, but Again, he is held in extremely high regard, Jim is. There is absolutely no question about that. Does that guarantee anything? Absolutely not. So I guess that's the best way I can answer that. That makes a very painful decision at least a little more manageable with the confidence that Mac and many others have in Jim Leonard's capabilities. What do you think happens with the staff that was just obtained by Paul Christ and, and Chris McIntosh? Uh, is, is everybody on a one-year review, or is this something that they feel confident in many other areas? They had just lost confidence in the head coach. Do you get the sense? Was there any infighting? Was there, was there disagreements with this staff without getting into the specifics? Not that I know of, Bill, but I'm not in those meetings, so I'm sure that uh, in the course of – of any season, you're going to have heated discussions. If you're two and three, or if you're five and oh, you're probably going to have some lively conversations on the staff. But I, I don't know of any great locker room divide or, or any coaching staff divide. I mean, look, they there's been an area where they've been really good, particularly these last couple of weeks. I mean, as great as the defense has been under Jim, it, it's been been tough. Here these last couple of weeks so as far as staff structure it would be pretty irresponsible speculation on my part i have no idea and i'm not sure jim does either he has to let he has to kind of let this play out too as to what happens long term if he's going to be in this position long term 
anything else would be just reckless, reckless guesswork. Talking with Matt LePay, the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers, yeah, the day after they let uh, Paul Christ go. Uh, so now you look at the program and you think, okay, the development of Graham Mertz, was that stymied by, accelerated by, or is this situation just kind of hampered uh, his growth or the offense? And the, You know, it, Matt, we, we looked at this thing with a five-star quarterback coming in, and we thought, okay, finally, the next guy after Russell Wilson to really be able to, able to guide the Badgers. Talk about specifically the quarterback play and what you've seen in the growth or lack thereof out of Graham Mertz. Well, I think early in the season there were really positive signs of growth or even last Saturday the way the game started. I mean, he's zipping the ball, throwing it with great confidence, and then, you know, when the running game couldn't get going, that made everything more difficult. And he had, you know, the two interceptions he had Saturday, the first one really can't put on him. The second one, you can. Uh, You know, he did a great job of avoiding the rush but had a a bad throw and, and, and paid for it. I do think in fairness to Graham here, he's had, uh, you know, multiple voices. Uh, you know, John Budmeyer handled the quarterback coaching duties, and, and then, you know, he moved on, and I, he actually was, was sick and missed a good portion of the, of the 2020 season, talking about Johnny. Um, you know, you have Paul back in there last year. Now you got Bobby Ingram, Keller Christ helping out as he can. So it's been, it's been multiple voices. Uh, I, I can't imagine that that is – that is ideal. Graham, in the COVID year, got COVID right after his dream first game against Illinois. That knocked him back for a time. Last year, it looked like he was getting into a rhythm. Got hurt in the second half of the Michigan game. But I think in a bigger picture, Bill, what you find with a program like a Wisconsin, if you have a four- or five-star and it doesn't unfold the way you want, it hurts you more than, let's say, at Ohio State, which is a program loaded with four and five stars. And you get a couple guys that don't work out, then you just go to the next guy in line. Really loose but dangerous comparison here. I, with Wisconsin, anytime you, you compare pro to college, it could be dangerous at best. But in a lot of ways, I look at Wisconsin in a similar way I look at the Milwaukee Brewers. If you've got a $26 million left fielder who isn't very good anymore, that could kill you as a as a mm-hmm. small market baseball franchise. If you're the Dodgers, you can overcome that. And I think where Wisconsin sits, it's a similar thing. Whatever the reasons, if you have a key player who you're really counting on, four or five star, and it, it, he be, he doesn't live up to the expectations of people, that hurts you more at a place like Wisconsin than it does at an Alabama, a Clemson, an Ohio State, a Georgia, et cetera. And that's that's just the world that we're in. People don't like to to accept that, but that's the reality. Matt, real quick before I let you go, and I know you got to run. You've been great with us, but I, let me, now, now what? What does this team have to do to improve? I mean, it's easy to wrap your hands around and go, they just got to get better. But specifically, is there an area that you got to say, this has to be better for this team to have success? Well, from a pure football standpoint, Bill, they, they have to try, and it's more it's a product of luck here, too. They need to get some continuity on the offensive line. They haven't had that this season. Um, I know that's hard for people to, you know, I'm not using that as an excuse, but you know the game, you hear it all the time. You need continuity up front and reestablish your identity, and that's being able to run the ball, run it effectively to set up your passing game. I think that is that is first and foremost, be able to, reestablish the line of scrimmage uh, on, on both sides. Uh, defensively, they've, they've had more missed tackles than usual. A lot of new starters. I mean, it was, I think, a reasonable expectation that it would take some time 
for, for this defense to, to round in the form. But, you know, in the first half Saturday, short fields got them off of turnovers. In the second half, that wasn't the case. They got, they got knocked around a little bit. And, and get guys to the ground when you get your arms around them. I mean, those are the, the, the simple things there, uh, as I see it, no matter who the coach is. But first and foremost, when you think of Wisconsin, you think of now getting Braylon Allen going, getting Ches Malusi going. Those guys are getting hit way too early in a play. They're not able to, to you know, hit the second level. They're having a hard time squeezing through the first with the early contact. So if they can get a little bit more continuity on the offensive line, get some rhythm and get these guys going, then that could make a world of difference with what they're trying to do offensively. Matt, uh, great stuff. Uh, it's been far too long. We've got to get you on more often, but I appreciate it, man, and uh, best of luck, okay? All right, brother. Good talking to you. Take care. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Matt LePay, the voice of the Wisconsin Badgers, very as honest as he can be and as frank as he can be. It just uh, the, the program started to slide. It started to get away from him, and you got to stop the slide, and that's uh, – that's what happened. That's what Chris, Mac, Chris the, the decision Chris McIntosh made. And like I said, it's very reminiscent to me of when Mike McCarthy got fired, where you like to wait to the end of the season. You like to do it in a more dignified manner. You like to give not only the exiting coach his proper due, uh, but you'd also like to, the team to correct itself and to, to feel good about a certain situation. And sometimes the, the situation itself dictates as to what is going to happen, and what happened on Saturday was was the uh, the beginning of the end, uh, as a matter of fact. Let's do this. Uh, we're going to step away, take a quick break. I, I do I, – yesterday a big Packers win. Uh, in this, Not in the sense it was a big win over a great team, okay? But to come back for such an ugly performance, we're going to talk about that all day, okay? And make no mistake about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. I want to get into it, Okay. But I, I want Badger fans to give me your reaction to what you witnessed on Saturday, to the firing of Paul Christ yesterday, and to where the program needs to go in the future. Give me your thoughts, your direction, your discussion, your confidence in Wisconsin Badger football. Your confidence now in Wisconsin Badger football, if you have it or if you don't. I want to get your, I want to kind of gauge your level of it. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin beyond the borders. They, uh, they've been getting it done for a long, long time. 98% success rate when it comes to, um, you know, uh, ED. And they can all but help you, okay? I mean, just about guaranteeing the fact that they can. How about uh, if you're kind of moody, you're up and down, you're sluggish, you're just not, you're not feeling it. Putting on weight, it could be the fact that uh, you are suffering from some low T. If you're over the age of 30, it takes you maybe 10 minutes to get your numbers checked. It really is, is nothing at all. Just stop in and, and tell them we sent you. How about an all-in-one weight loss program? As the fall sets in, here come the holidays, the cakes, the cookies, the pies, all the treats, and you're not eating right, you're not getting out, you're not walking, you're not healthy, maybe this is a way to jumpstart it. The all-in-one weight loss program. All you got to do is call 414 414 455-4451. Want to hear from you, Badger fans, now. The thought regarding the program, the firing of, of Paul Christ, and the direction this program is headed. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio. 
The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.